So this week's episode is a lot different than last week's episode. My goal is to switch between these two formats every other episode. That way there's a little something for everybody. So if you're a fan of the original format, don't worry, it's not going anywhere. Now on to the show. My name is Tyler Gilbert, and you are listening to the podcast where we decrypt unexplored depths within albums and go beyond surface level lyrics to uncover the deeper meaning in your everyday listens. Together, we will talk about intricate works of art to help better understand your favorite songs. Welcome to Between the Lines. Today, I'm joined by special guest, Valeries. She's a singer-songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee, who's creating rumbles across social media with her newly released single, Runaway. Valeries, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm just sitting in my room, looking at the pile of clothes in the left corner, um, and thinking about all the things that I should be doing and I'm not prioritizing. But other than that, I'm great. Like potential upcoming projects? Yes, plenty of those probably underneath the pants over there. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, lots of projects on the works. Awesome. We'll get to that a little bit later, but for now, I would like to start at the roots of you getting into the music industry, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I know you started your career in film, and I was curious what made you decide to go into that, and how did that lead into the music industry? So, going into college, um, I didn't even think about like singing or music or anything. My mom um, went to a college for um, music business and was a worship leader growing up. So music has always been a thing. I went to karaoke with both of my parents. They both sing. Um, But I never thought about singing or pursuing that because I have, even to this day, terrible stage performance anxiety, which is totally, um, it can be worked through. But uh, we'll get to that later, possibly. Um, Mm -hmm. Went to college with the intent of directing music videos. So always loved music, never saw myself singing, Um, joined the film program and um, directed and edited and did X, Y and Z in film. And one of my film professors, um, after I submitted, um, it was actually an assignment where we had to direct a music video. And, um, my roommate and I were both in the same film class and we got extra points if, uh, the song that we were directing was an original and we both needed the extra credit. And, um, I had written songs throughout high school and into college, but again, I was like, oh, this could be like a cool hobby. It could be, um, cool to write for people one day. I've always enjoyed writing. I've liked creative writing, was a major English nerd in high school, um, in the yearbook club, etc. And my roommate was like, hey, we should uh, try to get one of your songs recorded. And then we could, I could just do that for my music video. We can get the, the extra points. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, whatever. It's just for class. So um, one of our friends at the time, her name is Nicole, and she's now known as Nikki, which she's one of the like biggest pop artists in Indonesia at this current moment. Oh, um, wow. That's cool. She, we went up to her room, literally a flight of stairs away, and fleshed out this demo um, of a song called Frostbit. Submitted it, and the professor was like, this is really good. You should cont- consider taking my 
um, songwriting class. And I was like, okay. And so I take the songwriting class and have no idea that um, we're supposed to perform our songs every week. So I'm like sitting here barely passing by on like the three chords that I know on guitar trying to get my point across. Um, Terrible job performing, but I mean, the song was there (laughs) at least. Um, So that started the merge into music from film. So I like still continued out my time in college with film, but always kind of had like an invisible music minor. Um, And my junior year of college, uh, I released um, my first couple songs and they did really well. And then it just kept escalating. And now I don't really see um, music not being a part of my life. So that's uh that's the long answer, but that's kind of how I got here in a nutshell. Your uh, professor in college is really the main cause of Valerie yeah. today. It's it's all about. I'm telling you, it's all about encouragement. Like I wouldn't have even done film if it weren't for a teacher that I had in high school and like a broadcasting class. He was like, "Hey, kid, you got what it takes. Like you 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 need that extra." push from people that you look up to you mentioned something interesting in that story about you only knowing three chords on the guitar (laughs) and being like nervous to perform it yeah have we like have we improved not at all no (laughs) no i'm just kidding um so people ask if i play an instrument and i feel weird saying yes because i do get by like i would not play a guitar live by any means um but I know a lot more chords than three now, luckily. But um, yeah, that's really all you need to play around. Do you have any interest in learning guitar or piano or any other instrument? Um, I would love to say yes. <laughs> I did. I yes, yes. Maybe not as much piano, um, and not as much traditional learning. But I do have like a little MIDI sitting here at my desktop now and um i play i have an electric and an acoustic and i don't know what chords i'm playing half the time but they get like the point across like you really um and just like playing around and picking things and putting it all out on logic and not knowing exactly what you're doing but like making it sound decent and presentable enough to where you can get a solid demo like i don't i don't produce any of my stuff. I have a really good friend named Amuse who does a lot. And I have other friends that um, I'm fortunate enough to work with. And really all I have to have is the melody majority of the lyrics and the bare bones of the instrumental portion. And they flesh it out. Like that's where their creativity comes in. That's awesome. But bouncing back to that question from earlier, when you're writing, do you have visuals playing in your head that guide your lyrics because of your film background? Or is that more of an afterthought? Ooh. Um... Yeah, I guess it depends on the song. Um, but I am even apart from music. I've I've always been a very big visual learner. That's how I absorb. I'm a big imaginary. That's not the right word. Kinesthetic. Um, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, so I guess always in like after we write a song, like when I'm listening back to the demo. And I have like a fuller picture. Yes, I'm like already thinking of what a potential music video could be. Um, or like if we have a chorus down, I'm like, ooh, that would be a cool windows down summertime car moment. But I guess it really just depends on 
what the song is. I know there has been slower, slower songs that I don't. My mind, my mind didn't go there, but it definitely has an influence. Though. Yeah, yeah, got you. In the teaser you uploaded on Instagram, you mentioned that you've been working with some new people, and you've also mentioned that in this interview so far, and that you've been that you've drawn inspiration from them as well as new artists that you've been listening to. Yeah. Could you name drop a few of these influences or give us a little insight on what sound to expect in this era of music that you're releasing? Yes. So I'm definitely merging into the indie pop area of things, which is really cool because you can go so many different directions. There's um, hyper pop and there's um, definitely more than hyper pop. And that's not exactly the direction that I'm going, but you can go so (laughs) many places with it. Um, and I have been listening to a lot of um, Elio, and I just got into Azalea Banks, which that's not really indie pop at all, uh, but that has <laughs> like opened a lot of um, different sounds, in my opinion. Very drum heavy, very beat heavy, um, not acoustic instruments. Um, and if they are acoustic, there's always some sort of fun effect on them. Um, just trying to get the most out of what we record and seeing what we can transform that into beyond what you're currently hearing like live. Um, Chapel Roan, uh, Baby Girl is another artist that I think is really cool. I mean, and Doja Cat. I'm not Doja going Cat. to sound okay. like either. I'm not going to sound like any of these people. Um, and I don't want to sound like any of these people, but in my head, I'm always like, Ooh, this could go on, um, a such and such playlist or, Ooh, how cool would it be, uh, to open for this person? Because I fit kind of, I'm like in that wheelhouse a little bit, but I, I try to be my own person. I don't want to sound exactly like, I don't want somebody to easily pinpoint where I got a song from in terms of inspiration, but. Yeah, those are people I've been listening to. I noticed you didn't mention any names like Celine Dion or Elton John. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that was last week. This week I'm focusing last on... Week. Yeah, last week. Metallica. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Metallica was also in that, inter- in that uh, interview snippet. So with Runaway being the song released under Valerie's first, is also featuring somebody called Amuse. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit what it was like working with another artist on the same track? Yeah. So starting off writing, it was always me um, cooped up in my room writing to an electric, not electric guitar, writing to um, a guitar, like jotting notes down um, in a notebook. And that's always been what I'm most comfortable with and what uh, I've always done. And my, I have a friend who, um, manages me because I couldn't do half of these things on my own. I don't know how any of this works. Um, and she's like, you need to write with people. Like you write awesome lyrics on your own. These are great. These are you, but like in writing with other people, they will come up with words you wouldn't even think to go. Like they have a, you're adding a whole new vocabulary to the table, a whole new perspectives. You're going to come up with double the amount of things you can on your own. So you need to be writing with people. And I was like, okay, heard, heard. Like last year, I think my first write, aside from um, my friend Ben, was a girl named Maggie Miles. Um, Wrote something with her that was really cool. Um, And then with the muse, uh, it was terrible writing with him, actually. No, I'm just kidding. He's great. (laughs) (laughs) But like, same thing. I would have never come up with a lot of the lyrics in Runaway 
if it weren't for writing with a muse who is also a really, really talented producer. He's who produced Runaway 2. Right. So obviously you've written with multiple different artists up to this point. Do you ever have any creative differences where you feel passionate about your own two cents? And how do you normally settle it? Yes. And that's actually a really fun part of it because I am a really big challenger. Um, and something I've had to learn with writing with people is um, not to take offense to your idea being shot down because I think it's good to be open to other viewpoints and not get stuck on an idea quickly. I think you need to stay pretty, um, pretty loose for the most part. But yeah, there have been several situations where I've been in like a 15 minute back and forth conversation on why and why not a line doesn't work. And like, he thinks uh, it should be this line. And I'm like, no, it, it should be this line. And here's why. And it's kind of like a healthy debate on why or why this wouldn't work. And I think that's one of the most fun things about writing with people. You've mentioned previously that you don't like producing, but do you ever put your own input into the production itself? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely speak up. And it's not that I don't like producing. I would love to eventually produce things for myself. I just don't have that knowledge yet. Um, I've downloaded Logic. I have it on my freaking computer. Have I touched it? No. Am I more comfortable with GarageBand? Absolutely. Um, but I I want to eventually get there and be able to say that I can mix things on my own. Um, but going back to your last question, yeah, yeah, they'll produce something and send mixes to me and I'll give like a slew of notes and have them sit on it for a couple days and do their own like whatever they want to it and then send me another mix back and me give notes or not give notes or whatever. But yeah, if I don't, if something doesn't feel right, I won't just be like, okay, like, thanks. And then have it go out in the world. Like it needs to feel right. And I don't think it would be out for the public eye or ear if it didn't feel right to me. I know for a lot of artists that they prefer to have the production size sent to them and then they'll write lyrics to it or vice versa. And I was curious on if you have a preferred method of which one goes first or if it just depends on the song. So it does depend and they're both very different approaches. So I will come up with like literally driving to my house just now, I came up with a chorus melody and was like singing the same three sentences to myself the entire way here. And I was like picturing production and what it could sound like. So in instances like that, I would come back home, um, try to flesh out how I want the verse melodies to be, um, then a bridge, and then I'll put down a voice memo and send it to a producer and be like, can you make something with this? Do you want to like, do you want to try this? And sometimes we'll say no. Sometimes they'll be like, uh, no, no, but I have like another idea. Like maybe you save that for a different producer, or, like a different time or like another single or project or whatever. Um, and then other times I'll get sent a track that either is completely instrumental or has a melody and something that's really cool that I'd never done until last year is I'll go into the studio and we'll flesh out um, a track from scratch, super blank. And uh, this is only production. So like only instrumentation, we try to get the bare bones down and then go up to the mic and um, get a melody down, but not lyrics. So like we'll spend the entire day in the studio not having come up with any lyrics, but we have every melody down, even though it's just literally gibberish into a microphone. 
and the track. And then I'm able to spend the rest of the week playing back that melody and getting lyric ideas from that. Something you did with Runaway, which I loved, was utilizing brighter sounds or an upbeat tempo and kind of masking the deeper and darker lyrics. Was this a conscious decision? Yeah. So with that one, that was actually one of the um, tracks that um, Amuse and I only had the production side to at first. So we'll completely like uh, flesh out a track. So we had like all instrumentation down. Um, and then I think he had like some oohs and ahs for like the chorus. I don't really remember how it started, but obviously when you only have instrumentation down, I mean, we don't really have a concept yet usually. So he named it Runaway and just like saved it to his desktop. He has a ton of like really fun names saved. Um, and so one day we went in and we're trying to come up with concepts and spent hours in different directions. And then I was like, Ooh, what if, uh, we made a song about a, having like a really good situation panned out for you that you weren't expecting to be good because you have a slight fear of commitment. And the hook is give me just one reason to run away. And we keep run away like as the title. And he was like, oh, I really like that idea. So we went with that. But I guess it started off with the happier, as you said, tempo. And then the lyrics followed. But they're not really super deep or dark. It's more so just that fear of commitment. You mentioned earlier that you have some slight performance anxiety and even some stage fright. How does that compare to whenever you're leading up to a release of a song? Um, They're very different feelings <laughs> because being in front of people um, growing up, I've acted and I've done all, all the fun things um, in my mind, acting on stage, I'm putting on a different like character. I'm hiding behind this, um, character that's not really me therefore it's a lot easier um, and being on stage at least in years past whenever it was me singing about um, like going back to uh, whenever I first started singing I was under my personal name and I was on stage singing these really sad slow acoustic songs that did resonate with me it was the most vulnerable I've been in a while like I don't I don't do that. And so doing that in front of a ton of people felt very, I felt very like naked in front of a ton of people. And it was um, a very awkward feeling for me. So of course you would hear that in my voice. The very first performance I ever had um, was in 2020, like weeks before COVID. And I butchered the first song. Like it was terrible. Had we practiced it like four times? Absolutely. Did I know all the words? Yes. Did I forget a lot of them whenever I went up on stage. Yes, because of the performance-induced anxiety. And off stage, it's not like that. Like, I think it's more like happier excitement. Uh, of course, like nervous uh, feelings that you feel in your stomach when you're excited about something and you don't know how the world's gonna perceive it. But I think it's it's less physical than it is when I'm on stage, which has gotten better with time. I took a, a life skills class my senior year of college and our professor would go up there. He could literally talk to anyone, probably thousands of people and not bat an eye. And he was like, I used to have, I used to not be able to stand in front of like an audience of five without you literally being able to hear like quivers in my voice. And he's like, the best advice I can give to you is just get up there and do it. Like just, he said, I kept doing it like weekly. I kept public speaking weekly and it was bad the first 10 times. Um, but 
but eventually it got better and it just becomes second nature. And so the more I've done it, I still don't have it down to a T at all, but it has gotten a lot better. Can we be expecting this anytime soon? A performance? A performance. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, we'll see when that is. Okay. Real quick, before we get into this last segment, I want to shout out my socials real fast. If you're not already following me on TikTok and Twitter, go ahead and do so at btlcast and btl.official on Instagram. Now back to the show. We've gotten a chance to get to know you and your thought process a little bit better, but now we're going to see how well you know yourself. So I'm going to ask you a series of five questions and you'll have 10 seconds for each question. Every question you answer correctly, I'll be donating $10 to the charity of your choice, which is National Rescue Mission. However, for every incorrect answer, I'll be donating $10 to my charity of my choice, which is the International Bipolar Foundation. So when asked on Instagram, (laughs) what would you name your boat if you had one? (laughs) What was your reply? Topanga. You remember that? Of course. Is this like something you're passionate about? Yes, I get to donate, not you. No, I'm the one donating, but it's for your oh, charity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not well. going to make you donate money <laughs> if you don't want to. You're like, yeah, you didn't sign up for this at all, but you're going to be donating. I would. I, d- I definitely would. Um, yeah, Topanga was the first um, answer that came to mind. And do you know who that is? I don't. Okay. Have you seen Boy, Boy Meets World? I have not. What? So growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch like bad TV shows. (laughs) So I just, uh, and I say bad. My my mom used to look at Plugged In Online, um, which is a Christian website that shows like all the cuss words in films and all the sexual content and everything. So if there was like an ounce of anything remotely close to a cuss word, I couldn't watch the movie or TV show. So I owned like all of Full House and all of Boy Meets World. Um, but no, Boy Meets World was a great one. And the main girl on that show, her name was Topanga. So you would name a boat after her? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. After a woman? <laughs> I mean, you hear, you name, name like the most cliche boat, like boats out there. And they're likely named after women. I'm sure. Like if I Google... Boat How many women right you now? know named Titanic? <laughs> I mean, you don't hear about them anymore, but I'm sure that was like a really popular name before the crash. That just ruined the name for all the people in our generation. <laughs> no more Titanics born. Boat names. I'm literally Googling boat names right now. Liberty, Serendipity, Dreamweek. Okay, ignore all of this. Nobody names their boats that. This is preposterous. I stand by my answer. Okay, that's perfectly fine. You got the question right. That's all that matters. What color subtitles did you use in your teaser for Runaway on Instagram? Yellow. It's like an off, like mustard yellow. I typically always use that. Okay, okay. That's also correct. So that's another $10. It was supposed to be harder, but... How many views does your teaser currently have on Instagram? You have five seconds. Oh, no. Um, 1,300. That's a quick answer. Are you confident in that? I just threw it out there. No, I'm not. Not at all. It's 1,800. Oh, nice. 400 less. Not too bad. How many times in Runaway is Runaway said? Uh, a, ooh, ooh, hold on. Uh, 12. You got that? That fast? Am I right? Am I right? That fast? <laughs> you just sang the whole song 
in like five I, seconds in front of me and got and counted. I didn't, it was it was a guess. I knew for a fact there was eight because run away, run away, run away, run away from you. Four. So if I did two choruses, yeah, I, I just did three choruses and each had four in it. Simple math, Tyler. Come on. So you're three for four. So I have one ten dollars to my charity. Yet thirty to your charity. So last question. If you answer it correctly, I will double the money going to your charity. Ooh, okay. If you answer it incorrectly, I will match the amount that you have and donate to my charity. Okay. Sounds good. So last question. No pressure. Where can you stream Runaway? On all platforms. You've gone through the interview. You've played the game. You earned money for charity. Now it's your moment. Tell the people what you got going on. Plug your socials. Say whatever you want. The floor is yours. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at it's Valerie's I T S V A L O R I E S, um, and my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, all the things that you have. It's on YouTube. Um, I'm working on a lot of stuff, so stay tuned for more tunes and stick around. <laughs>